At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is hour number three of the Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Holden Kushner here. Um, to start hour number three, let's get folks up to date on what's going on in Major League Baseball. The L.A. Dodgers still trail the Washington Nationals 4-1 in the top of the six. Like we mentioned, the Dodgers were heavy, heavy favorites to start this game. Minus 315. The Nationals were plus 255. Total around 8.5. So we got five runs on the board. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half is our total. Still plenty of time, depending on how these bullpens do here. But the Nationals so far are in a pretty good position here. That was a, a game that you thought of getting involved with, but were smart to lay off of it on the run well, line. Again, minus 155 run line. I don't care how good a team is. I don't care how big of a, gasm, a chasm that it is. Bottom line is this. It's baseball. It's 162. Guys are going to have off nights. And Paolo Espino, who is probably a quadruple-A pitcher, has pitched better as of late. And he's held the Dodgers' offense in check. And the Dodgers' offense, by the way, for those of you that may start paying attention to baseball come October, has not been the same team that it has been in the past. And I thought it was because Mookie Betts was gone for a big uh, chunk of the season. Mm -mm, That's just not it. They just have not been able to click. There hasn't been Corey Seager. There's been a lot of issues with this offense here. It's not getting talked about a lot because they're still playing so well. But again, minus 155 in the run line. If you want to bet that, go for it. And I'll guarantee you by the end of the season, if you're constantly betting 155, not just on the Dodgers, you're going to be asking for your money back. The Giants are taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks. The D-backs have a 5-0 lead in the bottom of the eighth. They went off as minus 115 favorites, so that's holding serve there. Totals at 8.5. We still have five runs on the board, so uh, trending toward the under. And then the Houston Astros, they trail the Oakland A's 6-4 in the bottom of the seventh. Game's already gone over the total of eight, but the Astros were minus 220 pre-flop. They're the A's plus 180 at home. So far, so good for the Oakland Athletes. A little sprinkle on plus 400. Let's go. Come on. The A's bullpen, one of the five worst in the Major League Baseball. Now, you could say the same thing about the Nationals, too. The Nationals bullpen Mm -hmm. has been an utter disaster. And if you're live better like me, that's one big thing that we're looking at as the games go on. We're going to target the bad bullpens. It's worked out. It's been very profitable again for another season. 
four to one. If I can get a four to one here, and if you wanted to sprinkle a little on the Dodgers to come back, although I don't feel as comfortable with them at this point as I do with the Astros, I check out this game, 4-1 Washington. You got Freddie Freeman and the big boys coming up here. If the Dodgers are going to make a move, it's probably going to be now. But I do like the Astros' chances still. Again, a plus 400, if, it, if the bet loses, how bad is a plus 400 bet? You tell me consistently. It's not. And there's a legitimate shot that the Astros, with this lineup, with Jordan back now, he's in the lineup, legit shot against this Oakland team that they could come back and win it. Not saying it's going to happen, but yeah. at plus 400, you give me that price, I'm taking it. We're in the top of the eighth now, and it is plus 400 there as they trail 6-4. to four. And then also staying in the American League, the Seattle Mariners have taken the lead against the Texas Rangers, 3-2 to two in the bottom of the sixth. Right now the Mariners have one on, two out with Abraham Toro at the plate. So, We'll see what happens there. Seattle went off as minus 160. The favorite now, minus 320. You can get the Rangers at plus 250. Money came in on Texas pre-flop mm-hmm. here. So interesting that you might be able to get them at plus 250 here. The total of 8.5, it's we're kind of on pace. Five runs on the board, 8.5. We'll see what happens here. But um, right now, the Mariners have the lead. Steam came in on the over. I still mm-hmm. like the under there. As far as the side here, I'm not even going to mess with it. But I still think the under is in play. If you are live betting this game, wait until one of the teams get a couple runners on. There's one on and two out right now. We're not going to bother with that. But you'll see these line moves. If you, if you have two runners on, the, the number you're going to get is so much better. And there's a, high, there's a high chance that runners that are inherited are not going to score anyway. So I do think this is a, another game where if you wanted to bet it live, just wait a little bit. Um, see if you can get runners on and then bet the under. All right. Last segment, we were talking about the Detroit Lions and the Philadelphia Eagles. You mm-hmm. said you're not buying the Lions. No. I'm kind of buying them at a big price to make the playoffs. Yeah. But the Eagles, a lot of people buying the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. I am one of them. Are you one of them as well? Well, it's almost by a process of elimination. Now, something I learned about my co-host tonight. He's a Cowboys fan. Now, he says yeah. he's a realist, but no Cowboys fans are realists. They always Come think on. that their team's going to win the Super Bowl. And it's just asinine. Dave have, Ross, have, haven't thought listen, that in about five years. <laughs> I, wor- I worked with Ross. He, he was out in D.C. He's a Cowboys fan, too. It's like, you know, you guys, just keep giving Vegas your money. Yeah. Keep giving the books your money. It's almost a process of elimination. Actually, correction, I thought that probably in December last year. Yeah, I was of like, course hey, Dak Prescott's back. Yeah. We're rolling, baby. Let's go. And then uh, yeah. the 49ers game happened. And, and we're talking about the Eagles here, but yep. can we admit that the Cowboys offensive line is working on reputation now that it's not nearly as good as it has been in years past. So you got them. You got the Commanders, perennial losers. Just complete losers. The Giants, they have bolstered the young influx of talent here. You got a little help in the offensive line. Their skill position players are healthy. They still have Daniel Jones, though. So who does that leave? Philadelphia Eagles with, by the way, James Bradbury, Darius Slay. Have we thought about this tandem here in the secondary? That, to me, is the most impressive thing about the Philadelphia Eagles. I like the A.J. Brown move. That's fine. You know, mm-hmm. uh, again, you got, you got a couple of wide receive, young wide receivers to put with A.J. Brown there. The running game never has really seemed to take track. So this a lot's going to be on a quarterback that needs to improve his accuracy. Jalen Hurts needs to get out of that low 60 percentile, probably get up to the mid-60 percentile. You look for him to run a lot. But to me, the defense is where things change. And I love their secondary. And I do think that this is the team that should be favored to win the NFC East. 
Wow, should be favored. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can go that far. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, if I'm I've, setting lines, I'm not going to favor yeah, them, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But to me, I think that is the best team in the division. Some because of a process of elimination. No, that's fair. Some because I like the moves they've done this okay, offseason. That's fair. I was going to say, if you were setting numbers and you make the Eagles plus 110, Dallas plus 160 or something like that, I'm like, you'd think, I think you'd see a lot of You're Dallas right. money coming in. But, no, I agree with the points that you made there. I think the trenches is really what stands out to me, the offensive and defensive line. That's the first place I usually look when I evaluate a team, and the Eagles are strong on both sides of the ball. So you have that going on. Jalen Hurts, he's a hard worker. He's improved year over year, now entering into year three. If he can take another step forward as a passer, I think this offense can really take off with the addition of A.J. Brown. Like you mentioned, Devontae Smith quietly had a really good season as a rookie. He Mm -hmm. doesn't really talk a lot, so maybe that's why we didn't talk about him a lot. (laughs) But Devontae Smith was really good, newsflash. So, And Nick Sirianni, to me, I think one of the really cool things that we saw last season was that Nick Sirianni, when he realized that he didn't have an offense that was going to be pass-happy, And one thing that I really look for in coaches is the ability to make adjustments. Sirianni adjusted. He said, all right, I'm being foolish. Why are we passing so much? I'm going to give play calling to Shane Steichen, and we're going to run the football more. And then you saw the Eagles have the number one rushing game in the NFL. So I think the Eagles coaching staff has shown an ability to adjust. They have a really good roster, an analytically driven team to where I really buy into this team this season with how the schedule sets up as well to potentially – Maybe be a number one seed in the NFC if things break right for them this year. Two weeks last year, just betting against Sirianni. I burned so much money. It was awful. My bankroll took a major hit. Why? Exactly what you were just talking about. This guy was clueless in the beginning of the season. I said, Nick Sirianni, there's no way the Eagles are going to be successful, right? Oh, here's an idea. Let's run the ball a little bit more, right? And you wonder if he's going to have to rely on that this year. But the fact that he made that adjustment, which was necessary, but the fact Mm -hmm. that Sirianni made that adjustment makes me think that he might actually have a future in this league now. Because after the first four, five, six weeks of last season, a little little dicey, a little dicey. Uh, Let's go to the AFC South. Colts visiting the Houston Texans. Indianapolis, eight-point favorites in this game. Total sitting at 44 here. Uh, Matt Ryan now in Indianapolis. Houston still in year two of probably a four-year rebuild. What do you make of this matchup? I like uh, Mr. Mills. I, I think I might be the only guy like. I think mm. that if I had a choice between Wilson and Mills, I'd have gone Mills. I, I like what I saw out of this kid. Over very, Zach Wilson. Very, yeah, very composed in year number one. Nobody, no expectations. He's mm-hmm. just a throw in there. Nobody want, He had to take this job because why? Deshaun Watson wasn't around. And he had a nice rapport, and he has a nice rapport with Brandon Cooks, too. The question is, does a young running back stable there, can they step up and at least make this offense a little bit easier for Davis Mills to be able to be successful? That being said, let's face it, the the Texans are a disaster. Uh, Defensively, they can't stop anybody. Offensively, they'll be very inconsistent, to say the least. Coaching question marks there, special teams, debacle after debacle. So... Uh, the only thing that I don't like about this is the number. Yeah, you get eight opening day. Uh, Matt Ryan tough to lay, man. And what does Matt Ryan have left? Is he much better than what we saw to Philip Rivers toward the end of the year? You would think so, right? But this guy is not a young guy anymore. And we see quarterbacks' arms just go like that. We saw it with Ben a couple of years ago. We were just talking about old noodle arm. That arm went very weak very quickly. And I'm actually going to be really interested. Hopefully he plays in at least one preseason game. I want to see what Matt Ryan has before I make any wagers on the Colts. 
I'm in on the Colts. I, I love yeah. this Colts. I think Matt Ryan is a clear upgrade over Carson Wentz, what they had last year. And this is the roster that has a really good offensive line. They run the ball really well. I like Frank Reich as a head coach. Defensively, the new coordinator coming in, Gus Bradley, is in after Eberflus mm-hmm. takes a head coaching job in Chicago. But I think this is a division that is very winnable. And I think it's a schedule that is very, not easy, but easier than some of the other AFC contenders. I mean, look at the AFC West. That's a difficult division. The AFC North is also tough as well. The AFC East is no slouch with Belichick out there. You have the Super Bowl favorite in the Buffalo Bills. So by process of elimination, I think the Colts have the best path to potentially being a number one seed in that division. I've already bet on the Colts at 60-1 to to win the Super Bowl. I have them at plus 140 and plus 125 to win the division just because I think the difference of having Matt Ryan from Carson Wentz is a massive one that's a little underrated in the market because Wentz was a turnover machine. Matt Ryan will bring some stability to that quarterback spot. And I think he has a little bit of juice left. That Falcons situation was horrendous. We talked about them earlier. Ryan, with a better supporting cast, I think can play really well here in 2022. On the other side, we continue the week one thoughts. Jags, Commanders, next here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. And we are so lucky enough to have the Denver CityCast hosts alongside with us here. Four days we're doing the nightcap this week here. Two with me tonight, tomorrow night, then two more with Wes Reynolds. Holden Kushner in Vegas, oh, ready to get going. It's not just that, my friend. I mean, we got uh, my guys yeah, in the you're doing desert my guys tomorrow. In the desert? We got yeah, they, that's right. they bring me in town. They're like, just work, dude. Just, just <laughs> all just up and work. down the lineup. That's it. We'll talk a little <laughs> baseball. We'll talk a ton of NFL. We'll get you ready for the season. I'm really excited about it. And if you do bet uh, any any time, you're betting the Broncos, or the Rockies, or the Nuggets, or anything. 
Check the Denver City cast out, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm always making wagers on the local teams there. We had a nice run with the Avalanche, too. It was very, very profitable. I'd imagine so. There, congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche for winning the Stanley Cup there. Holden Kushner, Femi Abebefe, we're hanging out with you guys here. 9-15 West Coast time, 12-15 over on the East Coast, talking all things NFL, giving our early thoughts on week one. We're not Some bets have been locked in, but these are kind of the early thoughts just to get the juices flowing as we approach opening day in 45 days here. But the Jaguars and the Commanders, that's the game that we left off with, the last of the early slate here. The Commanders right now, the consensus, three-and-a-half-point favorites. The total sitting at 44 New head coach in Jacksonville, Urban Meyer gone, Doug Peterson in. New quarterback in Washington, Taylor Heineke to the bench, Carson Wentz, now the lead commander. What do you make of these two teams here as we enter 2022? I like the Trayvon Walker pick. Uh, I think Jacksonville, as far as their pass rush, it didn't get much worse as to uh, what they were offering. Um, and, And ultimately, I think the Jaguars this year have no option but to be better. When you're mm-hmm. playing under Urban Meyer, and what a disaster that really ha- had that, to be, right? That'd probably an understatement. <laughs> and it was bad when we looked at it from the get-go, yeah. right? And, and this kind of, I go back to this, it's a larger picture, but there's just sort, some organizations that are run so poorly, they can't get out of their way, and it has to, it almost takes a miracle for them to be over 500. Jacksonville's probably going to be there. Maybe, maybe, just maybe Trevor Lawrence takes the second-year jump. I didn't like a lot of the, the money they spent. A Christian Kirk, not, not, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. So first of all, you've got the Jaguars. And once again, the Jaguars could have the worst record in the National Football League. I get it. There's some upgrades. They're still a young team, and Doug Peterson not doing too much for me. On the other side of things, we talk about bad ownership. It's Daniel Snyder. He is the poster boy <laughs> yeah. for ruining a franchise. He's the poster boy for ruining the hopes and dreams of all Washington football fans. It's been a long time now, and we're just waiting for him to get out so maybe the Washington franchise could be good again. But you bring in Carson Wentz. He doesn't want to be there. This was a last-ditch effort. There was no better options, I suppose, for them to go out there. And you already talked about Carson Wentz, right? Mm -hmm. He's a guy that makes a lot of mistakes. It's also a team you'd like to see a little bit better average depth of target. They do have Terry McLaurin. It's been a dink-and-dunk team. So maybe that changes. Defensively last year, they took a huge step back. Chase Young's got to be healthy, but he's not the only reason why they took a step back. They did have some very, very tough assignments. I think that defense for the commanders takes a step back in the right direction, probably not one of the top four or five defenses in the league. But ultimately, if you just gave me from a roster perspective, Washington with a little bit of an edge. Yeah, no, I think Washington is rightfully favored in this game here, but I think the difference Going from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson is the big reason why I'm a little bit bullish on this Jacksonville Jaguars team. You mentioned that Urban Meyer was horrific. As bad as the reports were out of Jacksonville, I think it might have actually been worse. We don't know everything that was going on there. I think his presence being gone and now Doug Peterson, an actual adult in the room, has won a Super Bowl. That's going to be massive for not only Trevor Lawrence's development, but just the overall morale in the organization when you look at the whole landscape of this whole thing here. So to me, I think that Jacksonville has the potential to maybe be a team that pops, could be a Bengals light in 2022. Not necessarily go all the way to the Super Bowl, but wouldn't shock me if they made the playoffs just because Trevor Lawrence was drafted to be that caliber of quarterback, and if he actually gets some coaching and some development, maybe he can become and the guy that we all thought he would become in the pre-draft stages there over a year ago. So I think the Jaguars, it, for this game, I lean toward Jacksonville. Now that it's over a field goal here, I mean, if you give me four on game day, 
I'd probably bet the Jaguars. Haven't done it just yet, but that's my lean as we sit here on July 25th. The afternoon slate, much better game. Oh, yeah. I know you've been itching to get to these ones. Starting down in the desert with the Arizona Cardinals hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs three-point road favorites total at 53, so expect some fireworks out there in Glendale for the opening Sunday. Uh, The Chiefs, first time in four years that they're not the Super Bowl favorite. Now that's the Buffalo Bills. Arizona, we saw the big story. Kyler Murray inking his deal. Um, What's your read here on Kansas City now that Tyreek Hill in South Beach? And it feels like the market's a little bit cooler on KC than they have been in years past. I've talked a lot about this on the Denver City cast presented by Bet Rivers. I mean, look, look, this this is the AFC West, right? And at some point in time, someone's going to track down the Chiefs. My biggest issue with the Chiefs is defensively. You know, the first eight weeks last season could have been the worst eight weeks of defense I've seen in football in a long, long time. Next eight weeks, they picked it up. Then they get to the playoffs. What happened? Carved up. Completely (laughs) carved up. So now you take a defense that is awful. I don't think they got too much better this offseason. You go over to the offensive side. You take away your deep threat in Tyreek Hill. And that's fine. Maybe Valdez Scantling, Juju, these guys could step in. But we're talking about a game-changing offensive talent. Kelsey isn't getting any younger either. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this is going to be the changing of the guard this year. Is Kansas City still a playoff team? Absolutely. They're absolutely still a playoff team. I, I, I do have a, a, I'm a little, little concerned about Patrick Mahomes, given how lackadaisical he was with the football last year, made some bad decisions, and I do wonder if a lack of Tyreek Hill is going to allow him to be as great as he was a couple of years ago. He's still a great quarterback. He still might be the best quarterback in the National Football League, but there are some warts there. So I'm not as high on the Chiefs as I have been in the past. You look at the other side, we talk about what? Kyler Murray now? What I tell mm-hmm. you about Kyler Murray? And this is from the eye test more than anything else. If he's not on the injury report, this guy runs. When he runs, this offense hums. When he is on the injury report and he's not 90%, 100%, did that rhyme, by the way? I it think did. it did. Yeah, it was it a did. total accident that normally doesn't happen. <laughs> I, love, I thought you did it intentionally. All right, maybe I'll try it intentionally and Take I'll show credit. off for you. So <laughs> when, he, when he's not 100%, though, he, to me, is not a guy that's going to win me a Super Bowl. I, I, I just don't think that. Now, uh, they brought in his guy Marquise Brown, but DeAndre Hopkins is not there. Suspended uh, for the first six yeah, games. Yeah, the running game, James Conner showed up last year. Okay, defensively, I'm not really sold on them either. If anything, I'm going to look at an over in this game. Yeah, and that's where the betting market has gone. It opened 51 and a half. Mm-hmm. Now we see 52. There's even Too a 52 and a half off the grid there. Yeah. So, yeah, the over could be in play. Or Sorry, 53, sorry, is where yeah. we're sitting in this game. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We get 53, 53 yeah. and a half. You look at the total. Maybe you go under a little bit too. Maybe you can could look be. at it from that perspective because we are talking about week one. And again, it's a smaller sample last year, but week one unders were the play. These guys are not playing in the preseason. I could Mm. see some more unders happen in week one this year. I was looking ahead to our next game over at SoFi Stadium, the AFC West clash between the Las Vegas Raiders and the L.A. Chargers. Now, we've seen a little bit of line movement in this one. Total open 51.5, like I said, now up to 52. The Chargers open as four-point favorites. Now that's down to 3.5, minus 105. So some money coming in on the Las Vegas Raiders. I have a bet in this game, but I want to get your thoughts here. Ooh, on no, 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 black no. Or the Bulls? You got, oh, you want to give you me got a thoughts. bet? I got a bet if on you this got thing. a bet, that's better than bet. any type of analysis. Let's right. hear it. You put your money out there. I took the Raiders plus four. I, I grabbed the Raiders plus four okay. just because I think that there's no home field advantage for the Chargers in this game. If anything, it's a negative home field advantage. Okay. And there's a home field advantage for the Raiders being that LA's most popular team 
okay. is the silver and black. So when you take away any sort of home field advantage and maybe even give a little bit of a tick to, to the Raiders, there's no way that there's a three-and-a-half-point difference between the Raiders and the Chargers based on what the Raiders have done in the offseason, adding Devontae Adams, adding Chandler Jones here. And while the Chargers, I like them a lot, this is just a lot of points to lay in a division game in week one when we still don't know a ton. So to me, like you mentioned earlier, not necessarily betting on teams, more so betting on numbers is kind of where that love led it. me to taking the four points with the Raiders here in this spot. Absolutely love the logic there because that's exactly what this is. This is the number. This is the week one number. It should be a better offense here for the Raiders. Let's see yeah. if they can ever figure out how to run the ball consistently. That would be nice. Defensively, I still think they have some issues. But then I look at the Chargers and I see what they did. They had some major issues rushing the passer last year. They, they really beefed it up. Sebastian Joseph Day, I don't want to say rushing the passer. It was more stopping the run. Remember, yes, they were yeah, getting gashed the run every you. single week in there. It's the Achilles heel. And I need to know what Brandon Staley is going to do. I like the decisions. I, I, I like the process, but the process mm -hmm. did not pay off last year. Does he stick with it, or can he be a little looser and not always have to go by the numbers? And I think if he takes the step this year, then this Chargers team has a chance to make a deep run, Femi. People are expecting a lot of big things from Justin Herbert is among the MVP mm -hmm. favorites. This Chargers team, a lot of folks like them. Their win totals being bet over. So, yeah, they're, they're a really talented team. J.C. Jackson was an addition to that secondary there. Khalil Mack to the pass rush to pair with Joey Bosa. Lots of love with the Chargers, but at these prices right now, I just can't get involved just yet. The division is so tough. And in a division game, if you're going to give me more than three points with any of these teams out there in the AFC West, uh, it's a good chance I'm going to take the points there and the dog with the Raiders. On the other side, we continue this NFL Week 1 discussion going to the black and blue division. Packers, Vikings, next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap. Coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Holden Kushner. I'm Femi Abebefe. Uh, Real quick, over in the Pacific Northwest, the Mariners have extended their lead to 4-2 in the bottom of the seventh. They got runners on the corner with two out, and also the Dodgers still trail the Nationals 4-1 in the top of the eighth. But let's turn our attention back to the NFL. Uh, one twenty-five afternoon game. Kevin O'Connell's debut as a head coach for the Minnesota Vikings, hosting the Green Bay Packers. So an early chance for the Vikings to make a statement in 2022. Packers a consensus number right now, two-point favorites, totals at 49. We've seen a little bit of Packers support in the market. It opened one, now two. Some spots here, even at Circa, two and a half, almost trending toward a potential three. But we're sitting at two, two and a half in the market. Um, I'm just looking at the Vikings. Let's start with the Vikings, okay? Mm -hmm. um, O'Connell. Good offense, excellent playmakers. We've already talked about Justin Jefferson. I you love, love him. him. You love him. That's my guy, Dalvin Cook. He came out today. He's like, listen, we might not run the ball as much, but our offense is going <laughs> to pass more. I think there's a little hesitation for me putting more of the offense in Kirk Cousins' hands, but it has to be done. Like, this is the National Football League. At this mm -hmm. point, if you're not having explosive plays with the explosive playmaker that they have in Justin Jefferson – 
with Adam Thielen still there, passing out of the backfield. They also probably have the second-best running back room in the NFL, I think, behind the Browns. You give me Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, it's looking great. The issue I have here, and I did a big write-up on them, it, it was their defense. They gave up 383 yards per game. 383 yards per game, and I didn't see them getting a lot better this offseason. So I think there's going to be a lot of shootouts is what I'm looking for here. Third most in the league. You know, 10, 10 and 7 season for me is what I'm looking at with this mm-hmm. team. Now, week one, we got a rivalry game. We've got a Packers team that is completely uh, remade offensively just by one guy leaving. You know, yeah. it's, it's, that's huge, Devontae Adams. So this is a team that goes from Aaron Rodgers just being the most efficient passer, one of the most efficient we've ever seen. Now, do they throw the ball as much, or is it a lot more running in defense? And defensively, I think they're fine. You know, this is a top 10 defense. For anybody that thinks you come out and say, oh, the Packers are an elite defense, the number one, they continually struggle with these top-end wide receivers, like a lot mm-hmm. of teams do, but they also give up a lot to the wide receiver, too. So in this game, this might be another one where we look at the total a little bit. I think Green Bay is the better team. I okay. think Green Bay, at least on paper now, is the better uh, is the better coach team. That 49, though, as much as I've been talking myself into the over, that's a pretty heavy number for a week one and a Green Bay team that I think is going to want to run the ball a whole bunch and a Green Bay defense. I'm not saying it's a great matchup with the Vikings, like a 27-24 game that goes to the over, but that total makes me so uncomfortable. Like I I just feel like I'm going to go down tonight, honestly, and dig into it. We could talk more about it tomorrow because – the spread, as far as the two points go, you're getting the Vikings two points at home. Uh, there's just too many question marks with them. Two points on the road with the team. I don't like going past two and a half, definitely not to three. Mm-hmm. But the Packers, week number one with Aaron Rodgers, remember what happened to them last year? Got they got blown out. <laughs> yeah. I don't see that happening in two straight years. I lean toward the Packers in this one, week one. You know, I don't have a bet in this game here, but it's an interesting line because it's sitting at two, some spots two and a half. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks will see that that's prime teaser territory where you can tease it up from two all the way up to eight. You go through the three, the six, and the seven, those key numbers there. And as much as I would love to tease this game, I don't think I can just because I don't know what to expect from Kevin O'Connell in his first game as a head coach. Like I, we asked Mitch Moss about that. He's buying into Kevin O'Connell. Uh, you're buying into him, at least from a production standpoint, for yeah. your guy, Justin Jefferson. But I just don't know because he's never been a head coach. He's never been a play caller. Usually guys, that we at least have a play-calling background to go off from that are making their debuts of head coach, but he doesn't even have that. So I don't know if I want to tease it because of so much uncertainty around him, even though the Vikings tend to play close games. But that was the Mike Zimmer Vikings that were conservative when they had the lead and then they were aggressive to get back into games to keep them close. I don't know how the Kevin O'Connell Vikings are going to play in 2022. So I think that's why I'll probably stay away from this game as a teaser leg because I would love to pair it with somebody like New England up to eight and a half on the road against Miami. But I just don't know what to expect from Kevin O'Connell. I I think there's just as big question marks here about the Packers offense too. Yeah, that's fair as well. They have one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the world. We've seen him get a little disinterested and frustrated from time to time. So not only was he frustrated that they didn't draft any wide receivers in years past, now his number one guy, the guy that he developed, the guy that he helped turn into the best wide receiver in football is gone. Yeah, he's here in Vegas. What is it going to be? <laughs> is it going to be a lot of running now? Is it just dink and dunk? Who is going to be the wide receiver that steps up for Aaron Rodgers so he's more comfortable? So many question marks about both these teams. Who do you think wins this division? 
Not the Lions. <laughs> not Femi's boys. I don't think the Lions are going to win the Femi's division. Not Femi's boys. I, I think the Lions are live to make the playoffs, not win the division. Maybe they can sneak into the I still think the Packers got to be the favorite. Because I, because as much as I think that their defense, that people talk them up as one of the elite defenses in the game, this is still a more than competent defense, a top 10 yeah. defense. And when you pair that with a team that already liked to run before Devontae Adams was gone, I think that's going to keep them in a lot of games. So for me, the Bears and the Lions are hot garbage. The Vikings <laughs> did not address their defensive issues. And I don't want to say it's a process uh, by default, but I will say that the Packers are still the best team in this division yeah. with the best quarterback and probably the best coach as well. Yeah, I think the minus 190 is a little steep there. Mm -hmm. I think the fair price is probably around minus 175 or so, but you outlined it perfectly. Mm -hmm. Best coach, best quarterback, best defense, all belongs to the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. So I think there's justified as the favorite in the NFC North. The next game, we're going to go to the Music City here, Nashville, as the New York Giants will be taking on the Tennessee Titans. Titans laying six and a half. Total at 44. Giants' new head coach, Brian Dable, yeah. was once the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Now he is a first-year head coach in the Meadowlands. Tennessee Titans, we'll see what they can do after being the number one seed a year ago. People oftentimes forget that after the Bengals made that run. The Chiefs, of course, get a lot of pub as well. But the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC heading into last year's playoffs. They falter out one and done against the Bengals in the divisional round. But um, this is an interesting game here. Because I'm leaning toward the dog. In fact, I'm more than leaning. I'm betting with the dog. I think the Giants stink. <laughs> but six and a half is too big a number. It's a big number, man. No, no, no. And, and listen, I like what the Giants did in the draft. Pass rush in uh, uh, Thibodeau. Thibodeau mm. is a great pick. Evan Neal bolster their offensive line. Okay? The problem is they got a quarterback who cannot get the job done. And And – they had no choice but to trust in Daniel Jones this year. Where else are you going? You're not going to draft yeah. a quarterback there. They didn't feel comfortable with the quarterbacks. Daniel Jones, to me, uh, you, can, you can blame coaching. You can blame system. You can blame front office. You can blame whatever you want. The guy just doesn't have it, in my estimation. Now, the thing he has working for him, all of his guys are going to be healthy week one in all likelihood, right? Yep. Plus, he gets rid of Evan Ingram. So there's a, two drops a game that are already gone. But defensively, this team has a lot of issues Questions about the coaching staff. We'll see what can happen here. On the other side of things, Mike Vrabel, to me, um, doesn't get talked about enough as a great coach, a coach oh, of yeah. the year, right? He's one of the great coaches in the game today. Ryan Tannehill fighting for his job. I look for him to be very, very motivated. Uh, A.J. Brown is gone, but it's not like this team was built around the pass anyways. They're going to have a healthy Derrick Henry. So six and a half is too much. Titans are a better team. Titans probably a little bit better than a 500 team. Um, but for me to back the Giants, I might need 16 and a half points. <laughs> I've backed the Giants, and, and I, there was a seven that was hanging out at the South Point mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, and it was the only seven I saw on the market, and I was waiting to see, okay, when's my buy spot, when's my buy spot, and I was like, all right, I got to just bet this because I don't want that seven to go away because I wanted seven desperately in this game here, but I think the Giants are actually live to pull off the upset just because I think Brian Dayball is going to be an upgrade at head coach over Joe Judge. If he is half the, the head coach as he was as a play caller, I think he's going to be a decent head coach. But if he can kind of match that, he can be a really, really good head coach in this league because he was a terrific play caller out in Buffalo there. And this Tennessee Titans team, while I do believe in Mike Vrabel, and you're right in calling him a great head coach, his team has gone over their win total in each of his seasons as yeah. the head coach out there in Tennessee. 
the loss of A.J. Brown, to me, I think is going to be a big deal, especially for Ryan Tannehill. And if Tannehill's play declines, I think we're going to see more of what we saw in the playoff game versus what we saw maybe at the midpoint of last season when he was really humming along there, helping this team get that number one seed. Traylon Burks, you outlined those issues that he has coming into his rookie season, so you're not going to really get a replacement of A.J. Brown's production. Derrick Henry, while he is amazing, maybe maybe the cracks are starting to come here. We saw the injury last year with the broken foot. We'll see how durable that he can remain there. But the Giants, I think that the better coaching, Daniel Jones, if he can just protect the football, the Giants are live to win this game. In fact, Holden, I bet the Giants to win the NFC East at 10 to 1 over at Will. Why didn't you just hand me the cash? <laughs> That's what a lot of people are saying. Come back with us. We wrap up the show with my Cowboys and Holden's Broncos oh, next. Boy. <laughs> This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for college and pro football season. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy of the football betting guides today and get access to everything we have offering for the entire football season with the VEASAN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Nightcap coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Holden Kushner. I'm Femi Abebefe. Greg Peterson with the look ahead coming up here at the top of the hour. Make sure to stick around for that. A lot of baseball chatter and some NFL as well. I believe Greg will have it sprinkled in oh, throughout the show. A well-rested G-Unit. I mean, G-Unit's well-rested. He was, out, he was out in Hawaii. Yeah, I'm like begging him to come on. Please, G-Unit, let me do some crosstalk with it. I love the kid. I'm so happy he's here. I finally get, finally get to meet all you guys. It's exactly. nice being here in Vegas. See us now in 3D yes. here. But yeah, G-Unit coming up at the top of the hour with the look ahead here from Circa. We've made our way to Sunday Night Football. Hold we on. have. 
Sunday Night Football, a big, big game. You got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers going to Jerry World to face the Dallas Cowboys. Bucks right now in the market, two-point favorites on the road, mm-hmm. total at 52. So we're expecting some points here. Tampa Bay, we started the offseason thinking that they were going to have a quarterback change. 40 days later, Tom Brady's back in the saddle at QB. And for the Dallas Cowboys, I think the question marks at wide receiver are the biggest kind of questions here because Amari Cooper now with the Cleveland Browns, Michael Gallup coming off of the ACL injury. This game clearly by the market shows that Tampa Bay is seen as the better team since they're favored on the road. But do you agree with that sentiment? Uh, Yeah, I think they're the better team. Now, we have seen Tom Brady with some question marks at receiver before. And Mm -hmm. he didn't put the big numbers up in New England toward the end of his career in New England, but they still made Super Bowl appearances, right? They're still one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, So I have issues with Godwin. I think it's going to take Godwin a little while to get back into the flow of things. Gronk, as of now, is not coming back. That's huge also. So you're taking away... The safety blanket of Chris Godwin and the safety blanket of Gronk, and you're leaving it with what? Mike Evans and a running game. So Tom Brady, for those of you that are 100% sure this is the year that he falls down, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it until I see it. He was washed in his last year with New England. Oh, yeah. what happened? He get out of there. Plus, the analytics, guys, I-, I love numbers. I use it big time in my preparation for the show, big time in my preparation for betting. But this is the one guy I can look at and just say, Throw the numbers out. He, he just brings winning. He turned this Bucks franchise around. They were hot garbage yeah. with Jameis Winston, right? So <laughs> they win the Super Bowl in one right. year. And, and then I already discussed with you about Dallas. You know, I think they have some issues on their offensive line. I think Tampa Bay can get the pass rush there. Um, to me, the the Bucks' as favorites in this game, I'm fine uh, with it that night. I think the total is going to be bet up. So if you're wanting to bet the under on this, I the, the closer it gets, we got a public team in the Cowboys, we got a public player in Tom Brady. I could see this thing moving up to 53 another point. So if you're going to bet the under, I would wait on it right now. Mm. Uh but that 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 number is pretty sharp there and as far as the two on the road, laying two on the road, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think the Bucks are the better team still. Yeah. I, I think I would if I had to play, I'd probably lean toward the under just because Chris Godwin, likely not going to play in this game coming off the ACL injury. Michael Gallup for Dallas, likely not going to play in this game coming off of the ACL injury as well. So I think that these offenses, while on paper, when fully healthy, look like they could be high-flying, that's not necessarily going to be the case here in week one. So to me, I would probably lean toward the under. Maybe Tampa's defense can rattle that Dallas offensive line that still has some question marks. They tried to shore it up there with the rookie Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. That was their first-round pick. So if Dallas can't run the football, they could have trouble scoring in this game, in my opinion. And the Bucs are one of the better run defenses in the league. They're with Vita Vey in the middle. 31-29 Bucks week one last year. Yep. So a it, lot it, of points it, last year. I think a lot of things have changed, though. Yes. And you just mentioned them, especially offensively on both of these teams. A yeah. lot of things have changed. Yeah, that game also had Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup for the Dallas Cowboys. Those guys likely not mm-hmm. going to be playing in that game. Cooper's case, he's in Cleveland. Gallup, he's on the pup right now with an ACL injury. Last game, Monday Night Football, near and dear to your heart here. The Denver Broncos taking on the Seattle Seahawks. The Broncos right now in the market, five-point favorites, total at 41.5. Now, this opened at 3.5, Holden. The Broncos mm-hmm. have now been getting bet since open when the schedule came out here. Do you agree with that movement? And also, what do you expect of the Broncos in year one of Broncos country? Let's ride, Mr. Russell Wilson. Now, this will be the biggest public action that you'll see. 
And we've already seen it, right? And at four and a half, don't be surprised it goes back to five once people see Drew Locke and Geno Smith in the preseason. Now, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Seattle fans, I'm sorry. Uh, it's going to be a long time. I, I know some of you think that Russ is washed. I think this is great. He has just changed Denver, the whole city. Like the, now he's a superstar. Him and Sierra open up boutiques. You know, he's tweeting out, I'm a bro. All this stuff. He's flying dudes out to California to play with them. He's changing this organization. I don't, I don't know if the impact is going to be as strong as what Peyton Manning brought, but this is now a playoff caliber team with Super Bowl aspirations, if not this year, then within the next couple of years. There's a lot of question marks still with Denver. I think definitely with the receiving core. Cortland Sutton's a ton of talent. Is Cortland Sutton for real? He's had one good season in the league. Mm-hmm. Jerry Judy has been a bust maybe so far. A lot of injuries there. Tim Patrick, very reliable receiver. Do they have enough? I think tight end, they were going to have some issues too. So the weapons, very high ceiling, very many question marks as well. Defensively, though, there's no question. I think the Broncos are going to be one of the elite defenses there, especially if Bradley Chubb can stay healthy. Uh, for me, Patrick Sertan at 100 to 1. Uh, hold on, was it 500 to 1, maybe? Whatever the line was on Patrick Sertan Jr., <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year, hammer it. I, I think this kid turns into the top cornerback in the National Football League this year. But on the Seattle side, it's a mess. When you don't have a quarterback, your, your team isn't going anywhere. They're going to be able to stop anyone this season. So it's not a surprise that this thing got bet up. Then again, just as a personal, a personal thing, I, I have a hard time laying anything more than three on the road with the team. I've just, I've just been burned too many times. It does make a lot of sense, though, that this thing's going to get pushed up just for the sole fact that Seattle's a horrible team. Like We're talking about mm-hmm. them being close in, in the realm of the Bears. The Texans. The Jaguars might have a better record than them this year. Okay, That's definitely so, a possibility. So I, if anything, if you're betting in this game, you're just betting that the Seahawks are one of the worst teams you're ever going to see. Yeah, and I think the reason why I made a bet, and I bet on this one when the schedule came out, it opened at three and a half, and I saw the number when it opened, and I was like, all right, this to me seems off. But let me step aside for a couple hours. I don't want to be the knee-jerk reaction and place a bet and then immediately regret it. So I step aside. Two hours, I go for a walk, I kind of think about the game, come back, it's still three and a half, and I place the bet. At that point, I was like, all right, I think that this number of three and a half is short. I think that the conversation start at six when the, between the Broncos and the Seahawks. I think once we get some quarterback clarity, because there's a lingering of Jimmy Garoppolo that could go to Seattle, I think that's maybe what's holding the line right now at four and a half, five, depending on where you shop. But if Jimmy Garoppolo goes to Cleveland or goes somewhere else, like Atlanta or wherever, he might be favored to go. And it ends up being Drew Lock or Geno Smith. I think this number gets all the way up to six. I don't there. think they're they're not trading for Garoppolo. They know they're in a rebuild right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm saying if they end up cutting, if the Niners cut, cut Garoppolo, and pick and him up. Sign him. yeah, because I think that's the only way that he would go to that. I don't even think they team. go out and get him. I just think right now they're going, hey, we can go draft our quarterback next year. Yeah. And if that's the case, and it's Drew Lock or Geno Smith, I love my bet with the Denver Broncos because I, I think that just there's no way that the Seahawks should be catching anything less than six. When you have a Russell Wilson-led team coming into town, such a big gap in the quarterback disparity from Russell Wilson to whatever Drew Locke and Geno Smith are. Now, the only thing that holds me up is that the home field advantage in Mm -hmm. Seattle is going to be absolutely bonkers. And I factored that into my handicap. I was like, I even gave extra home field advantage, knowing that this is a revenge spot for the city of Seattle against Russell Wilson for going to the Rocky Mountains. But Mm. even with factoring that in, 
I could not get to three and a half, four, four and a half, or even five. I thought the numbers should start at six, and that's where the conversation should be had here between the Broncos and the Seahawks. We'll see what happens once we get up to kickoff here, but I think if we see Locke and Smith, I think we end up getting six here by game day. Ooh, that's a lot, man. It's a lot of points. And, and listen, on paper, it looks like a complete blowout, too. Is yeah. Russell Wilson going to magically hit the field and all of a sudden Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, all these guys go to the next level? Well, th- well one thing I, I think really, they are. One thing I really love about this team is the running game. Javante and Melvin Gordon, I talked to you about the top ones. I think the Vikings, the Browns, the Broncos, the three best running back rooms in the league. I think the Broncos have the best wide receiver room in the league. I'll, I'll say that right there. A block tomorrow night. Let's discuss. <laughs> I mean, I don't see who's better than them at wide receiver between Sutton, Judy, uh, Hamler, and Patrick. Those guys. I mean, it's a deep wide receiver room. Russell Wilson, he can get the football to those guys. I think there's going to be a lot of points out there in Denver this year. It could be a big season for the Broncos. Uh, not really calling a Super Bowl. I'm not, I don't know if this is going to be like the Rams-Stafford going to L.A., but it might be close. Can't wait to discuss this <laughs> tomorrow night. It might be close. We'll talk about that tomorrow night. That does it for us here on the Nightcap. Think of the Russell Brown of Cover One and also Mitch Moss here at VEASAN, host of All the Money. He's Holden Kushner. I'm Femi Abebefe. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Coming up next, The Look Ahead with Greg Peterson here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.